This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pashtas Vayetzi, Tavshin Pei Gimel. There's a big tzaddik named Meir, Meir Leibish Wieser. Meir Leibish Wieser, better known as the Malden, lived in the 1800s. In fact, he was born in 1809 until 18, and he lived until 1879. And during his lifetime, the Haskalah movement, the Reform movement, was very, very strong. And the Malbim rose up like a lion to fight against the reform, the Ascala. And he was very, very successful. And you can tell he was successful because they tried to get rid of him. And at one point he was the Rav of Bucharest in Romania. And the Ascala was so strong and they despised him so much, they managed to get him thrown into jail. He was stuck in jail. There was an outcry around the world. A lot of pressure came to bear and they got him out of jail. But the condition was, he has to leave Bucharest, and he has to leave Romania. Otherwise, they'll put him back in jail. Having no choice, Malvin got together with his family, and they got ready to leave. On the way out, they made a Sudas Prater for him. They made a goodbye party, and he got up to speak, and he told them to remain strong and steadfast, and fight against the Haskala and the Reform. Well, most of the people there were his Talmidim, his congregants, his admirers, there were some there from the Ascola movement who came to enjoy, to watch the scene as the Malvin had to leave. And one of them stood up in the middle of the Malvin's speech and he interrupted him. He said, Rabbi, I have a question for you. So Malvin says, yes, what's your question? He says, we know in the beginning of Parshish Vayetzeh, the Pasuk says, now the, the Ascola, they knew how to learn. That was the problem. They knew how to learn and unfortunately they left the right path. So this fellow says, Vayetzeh why does it have to say he left and he went? If you tell me he went to Haran, I know that he left Beersheba. And he quoted the Rashi, says, When a tzaddik leaves a city, it makes an impression. The grandeur, the splendor of the, of the city goes away when a tzaddik leaves. So this fellow looks at the Malbim and says, But over here, when you're leaving, there is no loss. No one's going to miss you here. So either Rashi's wrong, or you're no tzaddik, because it says, Shetzi's tzaddik minamakim. And because when you leave, no one's going to feel the difference, it must be you're not a tzaddik. With a big grin on his face, he sat down. And all the admirers there were crestfallen. This is the, the goodbye that the Malvin's going to get. Such an insult. What could the Malvin answer to that? Say, I'm a tzaddik. So the Malvin looks at him and says, you know, just typical for you to not understand the depth of the words. You know the translation, but not the depth, not the feelings of the words. Why does why the Chumash wait till here to tell us that when a tzaddik leaves a city, it has an impression? Why not when Avram left, or when Yitzhak left, and they went somewhere else? When Yitzhak went to Gerar, or when Avram left to go to Eretisho, why over there doesn't it say that it makes an impression? And the answer is, because if when the tzaddik leaves the city, there is no one left in the city that has a connection to spirituality, who is a connection to Hashem, they won't feel it. It won't be an impression to them because it will make no difference to them. But this is the first time that a tzaddik leaves the city and tzaddikim remain. Yaakov leaves and Rivka and Yitzhak are still there. There's someone there to appreciate the spirituality. There's someone there to appreciate the connection to Hashem. And therefore, they appreciate the loss of Yaakov leaving. 
But when Yitzhak left and when Avram left, there were no tzaddikim remaining. There was no one there to feel that loss. And the mob looked at his fellow and says, evidently, when I'm leaving the city, you, if someone has no connection to Hashem, no connection to Yiddishkeit, no connection to spirituality, and therefore you don't feel the loss of a tzaddik leaving the city. What an important lesson this is that we're learning from here. He said, when we see a deficit in somebody else, we see something wrong with somebody else, the first place we should look is in ourselves. If something's going on and we don't feel the spirituality, we don't feel the specialness of a tzaddik, let's not focus, maybe something's wrong with that tzaddik. No, no. We have to focus on ourselves and see, do we appreciate Yiddishkeit? Do we appreciate Ruchnius? Do we appreciate Hashem and His mitzvahs? One time it was on Simchas Torah. And the Beis Levi saw somebody in the shul dancing with the Sefer Torah, just dancing away with such pure happiness. And the Beis Levi knew that this person did not have such a connection with the Torah. He was happy if he came to the shul on Shabbos. A little few times during the week. So the Beis Levi went over to the person and says, tell me, I see her. You're dancing with the Sefer Torah. Such simcha, what's going on? And the person looks at the Beis Levi and says, what do you mean? The Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah made me wealthy. Really? How did the Sefer Torah make you wealthy? He says, a little while ago I started a business. I didn't have enough money to start it, so I borrowed a large sum of money from somebody. The person was very careful. We wrote a star, a contract. Anyways, a year came. I was supposed to pay him back. And the guy comes over and he says, so, where's the money? And uh, I started to say, I'll pay you later. It's okay. He came back a week later. And where's the money? I said, I'll pay you in a week. Comes back a week later. He says, look, you got to pay me back now. I said, well, I have to pay you back now. He says, because the contract says already two weeks ago, you're going to pay me back. So he said, show me the contract. He couldn't find it. And when he said he couldn't find the contract, he said, well, I'll, I'll pay you later. The person got frustrated and he brought me to Besden. He brought me to court. And in court, they said, so do you own the money? I said, no, I don't know. So they turned to the fellow and they said, do you have any proof that he owes you money? The guy says, no. He says, well, it says in the Torah, if you want to take money away from someone, you have to bring the proof. Well, he had no proof, so I was off. Two weeks later, he calls me back to Besden. It seems like he found a witness. The witness says I owed him the money. They told him, do you have one witness or two? He says, I have one witness. Sorry. We don't do things with only one witness. You need to have two witnesses. You need two witnesses, not one witness. So this fellow looks at the base lady and says, look, this saver term made me so wealthy. It says you have to have two witnesses. He only had one. You have to have proof. He had no proof. So you got to keep all the money. I'm very wealthy. The Beis Levi looks at him and says, you know, by a wedding, by a chasna, when a chasna and a kala are there and everyone's dancing, the chasna is very happy and the kala is very happy. The chasna is happy with the kala and the kala is happy with the chasna. When you are dancing with the Sefer Torah, it's very nice that you are happy with the Sefer Torah. But you have to make sure that the Sefer Torah is happy with you. And I don't think the Sefer Torah is happy with you. And that is what we learn from this parsha. To make sure that if we see a deficit in somebody else, we have to look at ourselves. And we have to make sure we live our lives that the Torah is happy with us. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.